Hello there, Fern here. I am one of the voices behind the morning devotional, but I just wanted to come on today and kind of do this unproduced, unscripted, just a conversation with you about prayer. So today is the first day of 10 Days of Prayer 2019 for the Savannah First Seventh-day Adventist Church. Um, Officially, the conference had their 10 days starting on the 9th and ending on the 19th, but we have chosen to start ours today on the 16th. And so for the next 10 days, we are going to have a deeper experience with God, which is our theme for this year. I think it's perfect, actually, for those of us looking to restart or renew or even begin our relationship with God this year. It's not the first of January, but it's still January. So we still have some time to kind of get those resolutions going. And I think that having a better relationship with God is a really good resolution to have. And I think that that definitely starts with prayer. So the website states, we all need to have a fresh daily encounter with Jesus. Um, And I really love that. I, I mean, who wants to continue in a stale relationship? We talk about when people talk about marriages, sometimes they talk about having to or wanting to liven things up every once in a while. And I think that's a good idea. I think that sometimes if you're in a relationship and you're doing everything the same way that you just you have to change it up so that, you know, things are different, a little more exciting or that you've got a different point of view. And I think that the same goes for our relationship with God. So if we want to liven up our relationships with each other, friends, uh, husbands and wives, etc., then why wouldn't we want to liven up our relationship with God? Why wouldn't we want to make it better? So the deeper experience theme is is perfect for that. Just another different, deeper kind of experience with God just to um, have a deeper relationship with him. So I'm all about meeting Christ where you are Um, or the other way around. Christ meets us where we are and then we grow with him and eventually we come up to where he is, right? So I think if anyone out there is like me, I'm a perfectionist and a lot of times I will wait to do something until I am perfect at it or until everything is laid out perfectly. Um, But if we wait until we know it all or until we're perfect to go to Christ, then I don't think we'd ever get there, would we? I mean, maybe I'm just speaking to myself here. But today I want to help us freshen up our prayer life a little bit. And I'm doing this today at the start of the 10 days of prayer for those of us who want to do things just a little differently. And I'll explain that uh, coming up in a minute. So prayer is as old as creation. I kind of thought of that when I was going over how I was going to do this program. It's how we talk to God, but we've been doing it since we existed, right? We've been talking to God ever since we existed as humans, um, as God's creation. And so sometimes when I think of prayer and fasting, you think of it as being old, you know, like, oh, it's time to pray and fast again. Yay. But sometimes I feel like my prayer life is stale and I'm going to speak for myself. I don't know if that's how any of you feel. Um, Hopefully you'll stick around because maybe you feel the same way. Just don't think of me too badly for saying that. I'll, I hopefully will clarify and, you know, come back to it later on. But first, did any of you ever attend Academy? 
For those listeners who didn't or who don't know what I'm talking about, Academy is a Seventh-day Adventist boarding, usually high school, and you don't have to be an Adventist to attend. So there are dorms and all. And I remember having week of prayer events about twice a year. And we looked forward to these weeks because we had special church services and speakers and skits, awesome music, and the best prayers that we had all year round. And so once week of prayer was over, you just felt revitalized. You felt refreshed, literally, like I am beginning a whole different kind of relationship with God. And it's even better than the last week of prayer. Um and I think of that a lot when we do prayer in church and when we talk about having these the days of prayer and fasting and, you know, the 10 days of prayer. And I think, why can't our adult prayer events in church be more like the those that we had in academy, you know, where I feel just refreshed when I'm done and I feel like, oh, my gosh, this is even better. I know God even better than I did before this. Um, so that's why I want to kind of share my idea to make your week of prayer an even deeper experience. First, let's talk about prayer. What is prayer exactly? Um, Prayer is just really the simple act of having a conversation with God, whether it's out loud, in your thoughts, on your knees, or out running errands, whatever you're doing, you should be able to just talk to God. And that is prayer. Anywhere you can have it, anytime you can have it, any way you can have it, prayer is talking to God. So often, I think that maybe we think of God as unreachable or unattainable. And I know that we pray to him and we learn that he's right there and he's with us all the time. He's in our hearts, he's in our minds. But I think that sometimes in the back of our head, and again, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, I still think of him as kind of far out there and just kind of unreachable. And that's so not the truth. We have a direct connection to him, just a very special connection to him. And that is through prayer, instead of having to go through channels and chain of commands and things like that to speak to him. You know, the God of the universe says, you can just talk to me, just like I'm talking to you guys right now, you can just start talking to him. And um, even still, sometimes we see prayer as a one way conversation, but it really isn't. He's really listening. And I heard something on Actually, our radio station today, when you're in tune with God and when you take the time to listen, then you'll hear him. But sometimes we we talk to him and we talk to him and we're like, well, I don't hear him like answering me. I don't hear him telling me to do anything. I can't hear the voice of God. And that's sometimes because we spend so much time tuning him out by all of the things around us, whether it's television or books or music or whatever. Sometimes it's just we haven't trained our ears to hear the voice of God. And so we don't know when he's talking to us when he actually could be. And I don't know, that kind of brought me down to earth a little bit. And I was like, I think I might be a little guilty of that. So prayer is not a one way conversation, but you have to listen in order to hear, right? And so if you are talking to God, and you're not listening for his voice for an answer, then you're not going to hear his answer. So I have to throw some studies in here because, I don't know, I'm a nerd and we love studies. So studies have shown that not only does it improve our quality of life, that's prayer, it actually has the power to heal. Scientists say interactions with God through prayer give us the ability to better manage our negative emotions and reduce our aggression towards others. Prayer should be recognized as an important resource for coping with pain and illness and improving health and general well-being. 
The Bible even promises that when we pray, we will experience the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. And that's in Philippians 4, 7. That's interesting, right? Even though I don't look at it that way, I still find that is really interesting that prayer can be used as a way to relax or de-stress. And I think now in the 21st century, um, we talk a lot about meditation and yoga and just kind of, you know, being in tune with ourselves and with the universe. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that if that gets you to calm down and to relax. But sometimes all we need to do is take a break and pray. And that helps. If you're stressed, pray. If you're sad, pray. If you're confused, pray. And that will help. And that's according to studies. I'm just telling you guys what I'm reading here. But um, I think that sometimes we confuse, you know, meditation and, and other things with just talking to God and letting him help you feel better, letting him heal you, letting him give you the answers to your problems, or just letting him, you know, whisper to you to just wait, take a breath and wait. So some of the best conversations that I have had are with my hubs and my sister. We laugh about nothing and talk about everything on our minds. So I often wonder why can't talking to God be like that? I don't know. I feel that we're doing something wrong if it isn't. If you're not enjoying your conversations with God, then I don't know that you're doing it right. Um, I mean, if we're talking about building a relationship with him, right, then shouldn't we feel comfortable talking to him? And not like, you know, a really formal prayer that, I don't know, sometimes I feel that we want to repeat the prayers that we're hearing and we're not necessarily being ourselves, but that's what relationships are all about, being yourself and sharing yourself with that person that you're building a relationship with. And God created us. He knows who we are. He knows everything about us. And so if we just come to him exactly as we are and just talk to him then he will understand us. He gets us. That's the only way that I can put it. He gets us. So it's really like having a very meaningful conversation with someone that you trust, and it makes you feel really good, right? So Ellen G. White, a Christian author, wrote, prayer is the opening of the heart to God as to a friend. That's how we should approach prayer, like we are talking to a friend. And I might be a bit biased when I say this, but I believe God loves creativity and not just because he created the earth and everything in it. Um, I think, too, that because of this fact, he he wants our prayers to be creative. So I'm not bashing that cute little rhyming prayer that we chant before meals. Um, I'm talking about our one on one time with him. So he gave us a formula for prayer in Luke 11, but that doesn't necessarily mean to recite it mindlessly for every prayer. And I don't think that prayer should be mindless. I think it should be, I mean, like I've been saying, a conversation with God. And that's just, you know, talking to him, whatever's on your mind at that moment, at that time, you don't necessarily have to follow a pattern. Now, if you're kind of new to prayer and you don't necessarily know where to start, then it's always good to turn to Luke 11 and say, okay, so, you know, let me start by praising him and then just give yourself kind of a jumping point for where to go or how to start. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I think once you fall into just kind of like this mindless pattern, then you stop thinking about the words that you're saying. And I'm I've, I'm guilty of this. I've done it. And so I think that in giving us a formula and, you know, in answering the question, Lord, how should we pray? 
he wasn't saying to God, wasn't saying pray exactly like this. He was saying, you know, these are the types of things that I want to hear from you. This is the type, these are the types of things that I want to talk about with you. So, you know, it's okay for you to talk about all of these things with me. I want to hear everything that you have to say. Because honestly, would you, when you were with your friend, would you just repeat the same thing every single time that you saw your friend? You know, that would get annoying probably. And if we're talking about being friends with God or, you know, talking to him as a friend, then think of it that way. You know, as a friend, would he want to hear the same thing over and over and over again? Or does he want to hear like the best thing that happened to you today or the worst? Vent to God, share your jokes, shed your tears, tell him the good times, laugh with him. He likes all of that. He loves us for who we are. And he loves those things about us because he created us to be that way. So just talk to him. I have to believe that's all he wants. Some of you may be wondering, how do I start? You know, I don't really pray a lot. I haven't prayed, you know, in a very long time. How do I start? I think that I would challenge you to just sit down and have a conversation with him. That's the best way to start. I'm going to do it too. I promise. So let's make this one of our 2019 things to just talk to God and start small. It doesn't have to be a long, elaborate prayer, but just talk to him and say, hey, God, you know, how are you? My day was okay. And just talk to him. And with more practice and, you know, feeling more comfortable doing it, you'll feel better about it and it'll come and you'll get, you know, you'll get into a flow where you'll have, it'll just be really natural to have a conversation with him and to talk with him. Confession time. How many of you struggle with prayer? Um, I do. I'm raising my hands really high in the studio right now because I often dread the idea of praying out loud and in front of people. It is something I do not like to do. And we are all human, so we spend a lot of time comparing ourselves to other people. We compare ourselves to each other, even our friends and family. And so I think that with public prayers, which public prayers are not a bad thing, don't get me wrong, I think that sometimes there's some anxiety there um, because you may hear someone else pray and you're like, oh man, my prayers, you know, my prayers aren't that good. Like that person prayed really, really, really well. And I don't think that I can do, you know, I can't pray like that. And I think that a lot. And I'm like, wow, my, my prayers, you know, I just not as good as, and of course that, you know, Sure, some of you are probably listening in radio land like, oh, you shouldn't compare yourself to other people, but it's natural. We all do it. And I'm an introvert and I hate putting everything out there. I hate putting my business out there. And so sometimes it's just like, you know, oh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and for everything that you've given us. Amen. And that's it because I don't feel like I want to, you know, have that really personal conversation with him in front of everyone. On top of all that, I hate closing my eyes. And then my mind wanders and I can't always express the right words out loud. It's a whole lot. So I know Jesus hears every mumbling. And that's what the Bible says that even, you know, the Holy Spirit will interpret even our moans, you know, to Jesus and, and Jesus will take it to God. But I just I can't always get there, especially when I'm praying out loud. And so I'm thinking, well, what's a girl to do? I want to pray and I want to have a conversation with God. But, you know, sometimes I'm just I'm not there in my head. You know, I'm thinking about the bills I have to pay. I'm thinking about what I'm supposed to iron to wear to work tomorrow. I'm thinking about why do I have to go to work tomorrow? And then before I know it, I'm 
I don't even know what I'm saying to God anymore. So I had an idea. Write. Yeah, like write it down. To be more specific, I journal. Writing helps me focus and I can express my deepest feelings on paper. Everything just seems to come out better when I write and I really love writing. So I'm like, ding, 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 Fern, why don't you start a prayer journal? Yeah, a prayer journal. This is what I said to myself, by the way. Better yet, Fern, let's do a bullet prayer journal. I'm still talking to myself here. So I decided to jumpstart my prayer bullet journal for the 10 days of prayer that starts today. So I'm going to personalize my deeper experience with God. Oh, and because I have a problem, I actually had some extra blank journals laying around. Well, to be fair, they're actually $5 sketchbooks that I found at Michael's and picked up just a few to have around because $5. You don't have to use these. You can actually pick up a notebook for a very inexpensive price, or you can grab a sheet of paper that you may have laying around and figure it out later. Just start with something. Um, I think that this is going to be life-changing for you. I think it'll be life-changing for me if we can just get going. So if you don't have a notebook with you, like right now today, just grab a sheet of paper and doodle on that or write on that, you know, and then you can fill it in later or add it to something later. What is a bullet journal? Okay, the short answer is that it actually started out as a simple analog system to help you track your life like a planner. Um, But if any of you watch YouTube, bullet journaling has actually turned into a massive arts and crafts project slash competition that often takes longer to create than to complete. So you're not really planning your life. You're kind of just drawing it. But it doesn't have to be that way for those of us who don't have time to sit down and draw. And I love arts and crafts, just like the next artsy person. Um, You can just record the things that you need to very simply and, you know, very quickly or as quickly as you can manage. Some of you may be wondering, you know, why why a prayer bullet journal? Okay, I have five reasons to start a prayer bullet journal. And I actually had to write these down because I don't want to get sidetracked and I want to remember them. Number one, writing something down puts it right there in front of your eyes. It's easy to track and see, plus it's more intimate and private. Um, When you're saying your prayers out loud or you're speaking your prayers out loud, which is completely fine and acceptable, that is the way we've always done it. And every once in a while, you just got to talk to God out loud. You're hearing what you're saying and you're speaking it. But when you're writing, I don't know, it seems that it makes my prayers more intentional when I'm actually writing them down because I'm thinking them, I'm watching the words as I write them, I'm physically writing them, and then sometimes I'm even speaking them out loud. And I just feel, and I don't know, this may sound silly, but I feel that that's just more ways for my prayers to get up to God. Just more than one way, any way that I can get it up there, please God, can you just hear my prayer? And prayer should be intentional. It shouldn't be an accidental thing. It should be intentional. Um, And I think that that it helps when you can write it down. Number two, there's no comparing your prayers to others. When you are sitting down in front of a blank piece of paper and you're writing the things that are in your heart and on your mind, 
There's no one else around to compare your prayers to. Even when you're praying alone out loud, sometimes, and I have done this, I'm finished and I'm like, I don't know, that didn't seem like a long enough prayer. Like that ended really quickly. I don't know. I might, I don't know. But it's just when you're writing it down, it just seems more intimate and more personal. And it's just between you and God and there's no one else around. And so you're thinking less of, other people's prayers or who may hear you, etc. And you're thinking more of this is exactly what I needed to say to God today. Number three, writing helps you focus. Like I said before, when I pray, I often get distracted by my thoughts and all the things that I have to do. And that's because my mind, it's always working. So writing things down is a time of reflection for me because I'm forcing myself to stop and write. You really can't speed through writing, honestly. Um, If you want to understand what you wrote later on, you can't speed through it. So you're forced to take your time and think about the words that you're putting to paper. For me, it's meditative, it's calming, and it's cleansing. Number four, you can use it to track your answered prayers. Sometimes I, I'm only going to speak for myself here. Sometimes I don't notice the things that God has done for me because I get lost in the business of life and in the middle of all the new problems and new requests that I have for God. And so I get busy thinking, oh, this prayer wasn't answered and oh, I'm still stuck in this job and, you know, kind of whining and complaining about all the things that, you know, didn't get answered. And if I go back and flip back through a prayer journal, I can see, wait, God answered this prayer. It may not have been a huge answer, but it may build upon itself. And by the end of the year, who knows, all of those small answered prayers may lead to a huge problem that I've I've been struggling with, and he was just building me up and building up the solution to my problem. And so it really helps to track what you're praying for. You can go back and remember, if you're praying for other people, then you can remember that you prayed for this person to check back with them. And I think it helps your faith life. I think that seeing prayers answered, no matter how small, helps to build your faith. We teach that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But sometimes seeing is believing and nothing is believing like witnessing God working and answering your prayers right before your very eyes. And so I think that it helps to build our faith and it keeps us strong in the faith. And then it makes us want to go back to our knees because oh my goodness, if God is going to answer, you know, this prayer request, I can't wait till I talk to him about this thing because I can't wait to see him working, you know, just kind of putting his hand in this and working through it for me. And I think that writing it down helps you track that. So number five is your journal is your unfiltered, real, private letter to God. It's your safe space and you can release your heart and soul into it. You can say whatever you want. You can say it however you want. Um, It's between you and God. And I know that I said that before, like number two or something, but it's so important that I had to make sure that I emphasized it for number five. It's unfiltered. This is yours. It's your letter to God and no one else has a right to it. And then there's a bonus. Bullet journaling is fun. I don't know if any of you have ever tried it, but it is actually a lot of fun. Um, For me, it's an opportunity to express a bit of creativity. And most importantly, it actually allows me to control what I put in my journal. I just I can look at every page like a clean slate. And that goes 
for, you know, both my creativity and for my prayer life. Like I've got a a clean slate, God. I can forget about all the negative stuff or, you know, even the things that I don't really want to talk about today and then start fresh with a, a brand new sheet of paper. So I like the clean slate idea. Okay, so how are we going to do this prayer bullet journal? I am going to simply start where I am. Recently, uh, we had our first day of prayer and fasting for the year for 2019. And the devotional thought was actually about Hannah. And I felt moved to start there. I don't know what it was. I just I wanted to think on it. And I wanted to meditate on her story and her prayer. And I wanted to write about it. And so it's just something about her story that touches me really, really deeply and is particularly close to my heart, especially when it comes to prayer and and the way that she prayed. And so I wanted to start there. And you don't have to start there. You can start anywhere you want. Um, the easiest thing to do will be to start today with the 10 days of prayer. So if that's what you're wanting to do, then 10daysofprayer.org has everything you need to actually lead your prayer journal entries for each day. I'm going to be following the daily readings and prompts that they have on their page, and then I'm going to record my prayers and thoughts in my journal. While I'm writing, I'll probably think of a Bible verse or a song. I often do think of songs um, that kind of are triggered by something that I'm thinking about or the way that I'm feeling. And I'll write that down because I want that to be part of my entry. So when you go to the website, you will be able to click on day one. And for today, the theme is to know and believe. Um, the verse is Isaiah forty nine fifteen. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. And then there's a story or a devotional thought to go along with that that you can read and go through. Um, just some questions that you can answer in your head and some more verses if you want to, you know, add a small Bible study to it or just kind of mark the passages in your Bible that I guess will allow you to pray and meditate on those as well. Then they have a suggested format for prayer time and they suggest that you start with praise and then you do that for a few minutes and then you move on to confession and ask the Lord to forgive you for anything, any of your sins um, that may keep you from having a deeper experience with him. And then you move on to supplication and intercession. And it explains here why you're praying, um, what you should ask for, you know, just kind of hints and tricks. If this is your first time doing a 10 days of prayer or, you know, doing this type of prayer, then the hints are really helpful. Um, they give you kind of tips on what you should pray for, who you should pray for, etc. Then after that, you move into Thanksgiving and you just spend some time thanking God for the things he has done, the things that he will do, um, the things that he will allow you to do for him um, and he will do through you. And even thank him for answering your prayers, even if they're not answered yet. And then they also have suggested songs that you can sing. And I mean, you don't have to do this. But again, sometimes if I think of a song while I'm praying or I'm writing things down, then I will jot it down in the margin because it, it's a song that probably means something to me and I want to go back and listen to it later on. I've actually watched a few YouTube videos that talk about prayer journaling and um, a couple of them will listen to music while they're doing it. Just kind of soft music, um, soft Christian music or instrumentals or something that kind of help 
put them in the mood or help to keep their mind reverent or meditative. So if you want to do that, that's perfectly fine. If you want to just play some music in the background while you're filling out your journal. And then they end with some promises to claim as you're praying. And each day should have a different promise that you can claim and you can mark it in your Bible or just write it down in your journal. So that's kind of the basic outline of how that goes. And um, they have a different one every single day and different hints, uh, things that you can pray for every single day and a different theme. So don't forget to visit that website, 10daysofprayer.org. After this 10 Days of Prayer event has ended, I'd actually like to come back and check with you to see how your prayer journaling journey went. Journaling journey. (laughs) Say that 10 times fast. So that is actually all I have for you guys right now. And I thank you for listening to this program. And if this is something that you enjoyed, then please take the time to go to our website, which is www.wyawradio.org. And we are 93.5. If you are here in Pooler in some parts of Savannah, you can catch us on this station. And if not, if you missed this broadcast or you tuned in kind of halfway through and you want to hear exactly what I'm rambling about, about when it comes to prayer, then you can catch this on our podcast. And so if you go to our webpage, then you can click on the podcast there, click through to the podcast, and you'll be able to listen to all of our programs on the podcast. Also, please feel free to comment on our website underneath this post because it helps us to know that you like the programming that we're doing. And if this is something that you like, then we will definitely continue it um, and we will do more like it. Follow us on Instagram because I will be posting um, little prayer kind of tips and tricks each day as well and on our Facebook page. So for all of that information, um, don't forget to go to our website, www.wyawradio.org, and you can find all of that information on there. So again, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you guys have a deeper experience with God the next 10 days. I think that's really important. And um, if you feel so inclined, share with us how that goes after the 10 days. But for now, I want to leave you with a quote about prayer from Ellen G. White. And she says, prayer is the opening of the heart to God as a friend, not that it is necessary in order to make known to God what we are, but in order to enable us to receive him. Prayer does not bring God down to us, but brings us up to him. That's from Steps to Christ. So yeah, go on, go do your prayer journal and I'll talk to you guys later. (laughs) Bye. You've been listening to local programming on WYAW, where you are welcome, 93.5 FM Pooler, Savannah. And may God bless you today.